0: Today is March 8th, and the world is talking about the United Nations, the JCPOA, the IAEA, and End Time Prophecy. You're listening to What in the World? A look at current events through the lens of biblical truth with Amy Travis. It's no coincidence that Israel is in the crosshairs of these globalists. On March 5, 2023, details emerged that Iran could be less than 12 days away from acquiring enough enriched uranium to make a bomb, thanks to a secret deal between Russia and Iran. Russia, who recently has become a strange bedfellow to the Islamic Republic of Iran, agreed to return, quote-unquote, stockpiles of uranium to Iran as a way to strong-arm a very weak U.S administration into returning to the disastrous Joint Comprehensive Plan of Attack, the JCPOA. Why exactly would Iran want back into the JCPOA, aka the Iran nuclear deal? I thought the entire idea was to punish Iran. Apparently not. Although the American public was told by the Obama administration that the JCPOA represented the best way to stop Iran from getting a bomb, we now know that was a lie. The $1.7 billion in cash that the Obama administration poured into Iran helped them to develop their nuclear program. Obama later admitted this, according to CBS. Even the BBC acknowledged that the Iran nuclear deal largely benefited Iran's economy, thus paving the way for the expansion of their nuclear program. And I quote, Under the deal, all nuclear-related sanctions on Iran were lifted and the country was able to resume selling oil on international markets and using the global financial system for trade. It also gained access to more than $100 billion in assets frozen overseas. The year 2023 has already proven to be an unprecedented time of turmoil in the Middle East. That's really saying something considering this is the region of the world that's been at war for the last millennia. So just two weeks earlier, on February 20th, 2023, Reuters reported that the United Nations, the UN, officially denounced Israel for what is described as plans to expand settlements on occupied Palestine territory. This move was only made possible because the United States did not come to the defense of Israel, our only ally in the Middle East, for the first time in six years. Although ownership of this territory has been disputed for decades, no, actually centuries, Israel took possession of this area after defeating Egyptian, Syrian, Jordanian, and Iraqi forces in 1967. When the Six Day War ended with a ceasefire, the borders of the Middle East had been effectively re- redrawn. The previously divided city of Jerusalem came under Israeli control, as did the West Bank, the Golan Heights, in Sinai. So what's the big deal? To the casual observer, these events may seem unrelated and inconsequential to anyone living in the West, or even outside of the Middle East. However, to those who have studied biblical prophecy about events predicted thousands of years ago that are set to happen at the end of the age, this sequence of happenings appears strangely familiar. A future military conflict referenced in Ezekiel 38 describes a coalition of countries headed by Rosh, thought to be Russia, Persia, thought to be Iran, and includes other nations, possibly modern territories of Libya, Turkey, Ethiopia, and parts of the former Soviet Union. This coalition stages a military invasion of Israel at a time when they are living at peace and experiencing great prosperity. In due time, the Lord comes to the aid of outnumbered Israel, an entire nation the size of the state of New Jersey, and defeats their enemies in an epic battle taking place on the plains of Megiddo, a hilltop strategically located on the main road built by the romans to connect egypt with damascus syria before this world-ending conflict however the antichrist will negotiate a seven-year peace deal with israel during the final battle the lord will judge the various nations for how they treated israel and attempted to divide the land that the god of creation rightfully gave to his people the jewish nation of israel i encourage you to look up joel chapter 3 verse 2 So here we are in March of 2023, the largest bankroller of terrorism and the greatest violator of human rights on the planet, Iran, is not only permitted, but facilitated, by Russia no less, to have a nuclear weapon. Yes, Iran. This is the very same country that has promised to wipe Israel off the face of the earth since 2000. Making matters worse, Iran has taken political and economic control of every country separating the two nations. If you didn't see my January post, the coming showdown between Iran and Israel, detailing how Iranian forces are now controlling Lebanon, Syria, and Iraq, I encourage you to go back and read that. Over the past six months, the U.N. voted for the International Court of Justice to examine Israeli occupation for the first time in 18 years. This happened in November of 2022. Iran posts a photo of a ballistic missile with the words, Death to Israel, written in Hebrew. That happened on February 8th. And the U.N. moved forward with its overreaching condemnation of Israel, supported by every U.N. nation, including the much larger entities of Russia, China, and the United States. What's Israel's great crime? Moving forward with plans for a new housing development in the region of the West Bank, also known as Judea and Samaria, the region they rightfully took possession of in 1967. Even though the alliance between Israel and the United States is tenuous right now at best, Israel remains the only democracy in the Middle East and our best ally in the region. Our military would be bound to defend Israel in the event of an attack by a bad actor. To add fuel to the threat of nuclear war fire, the Director General of the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, yet another group of New World Order fanatics associated with the UN who calls itself quote-unquote Adams for peace, held a joint press conference on March 7th, which was yesterday at the time of this recording, with the head of Iran's nuclear program. Not surprisingly, the two men, Rafael Grassi of the IAEA and Mohammed Eslami of Iran, declared that a preemptive strike on Iran's nuclear sites by Israel or the United States would be illegal. So, basically, pay no attention to the fact that Iran has promised for the last 20 years to wipe Israel off the map and is days away from achieving the ability to do so. Give no thought to the fact that Arab live peacefully alongside Jews in Israel's government as members of parliament, judges, diplomats, and generals, while at the same time the Ayatollah's regime in Iran is brutally massacring protesters for crimes as minor as women not wearing a head covering. Yes, United Nations and evil stepsister IAEA, you are once again backing the wrong horse in this race. There can be no other explanation for your actions other than a profuse hatred for the Jewish people and nation. So, to connect the dots, here's my grand epiphany. Could the JCPOA be the catalyst needed to solidify the Russian-Iranian partnership? Could the director of the UN, the IAEA, or some other Association of Globalists be the one who brokers the infamous seven-year peace deal with Israel in an effort to prevent the country's nuclear annihilation? Could the relentless efforts of the UN and its members' nations to take land from Israel in order to implement a two-state solution be the final straw that brings God's wrath? through the vehicle of World War III. Admittedly, I have more questions than answers, and this could just be an oversimplification of a very complex geopolitical reality, but what if it's not? Thanks so much for listening today, and remember to always pursue the truth.